to the cloud. All right, so our video is starting, and then our audio. I'm going to record my audio over here in Logic. We should be good to go. Together. episode of fumble podcast episode number three uh i got with me man what a one of my old friends here from cali he's no longer here but uh that's where all of this started um one of my old friends he's uh now in men's physique and npc he's an npc competitor uh he's got goals of becoming an ifbb pro bot pro uh yeah IFBB Pro. I'm getting that right. Uh, most importantly, though, he's a good old friend from our days as youths when we were serving. Um, Max Alinikoff, everyone, at Matt Max. How you doing, Max? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling, you know. I'm just uh, living life. How you been? That's great, man. Uh, so you are no longer – first of all, Alinikoff. Let's start there, man. I All the years I've known you, I never asked you. Where's where's the uh uh where's the background on that? It's Russian. Russian. Okay. I'm uh I'm like more than three fourths Ashkenazi Jew. Okay. On my dad's side. And then my mom's uh my mom's basically uh Hispanic and Asian. Hispanic and Asian. I don't yeah. uh I don't think I I met your parents, but um might have maybe i don't know if yeah. you're ever at, if you're ever at bosch i mean they came occasionally but they didn't really yeah. stay, stay that much yeah 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 so bosch man those days those were the days <laughs> yeah For when you were young and you thought everything was going to be okay and <laughs> a utopia yeah man yeah that was that was that was interesting for those of you um uh curious what where Bosch is Bosch is in a city called Santa Cruz in uh Bay Area California um in the in the mountains um it's a hell of a way to get there uh but yeah it was where Max myself and many other of our uh mutual friends spend a lot of our summers that, and even uh breaks spring breaks uh we would always go up there and um as part of this religion called Baha'i faith. Uh, that's what we have in common, Max and I, one of yeah. many, one of many things. Um, sure. but, uh, but anyway, um, that's how we know each other. But, uh, Max no longer lives in California and that's actually why I wanted to have him on. I'd like to talk to him about, I want to talk to you about, um, your journey from being in NorCal, and then uh, disappearing in the wind and ending up in Tennessee. I mean, that's that's kind of how I wound up there. Um, <laughs> I used to just disappear and go somewhere. That's how I kind of used to handle situations. I, I came to I came to Bosch the same way I left California. Tell I us more. I um, I'm a high school dropout, you know, wow. and um, I was getting into some trouble with some friends or whatever, like every kid does. And I was, um, 
I was pulled out of high school at an opportune moment, actually. I'm, I'm real glad I was pulled out. Um, and I moved around a little bit. First, actually, before moving to California, um, I wound up going to uh, Seattle, Washington. Um, I didn't you know, know that. I guess there's a, there's a, that term of service that a lot of people are encouraged to, 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 to have at some time of their life as a Baha'i. Yeah. You just don't do anything but serve the cause. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, and there's no hate on that. It's just, uh, it's just, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a heavy word, right? What does that yeah. really mean? Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, essentially we just, we just, what do we do? We just went and, and we cooked and we cleaned the cabins and we took yeah, care of, as we, if like making money and feeding a family is a service. <laughs> um, so anyways, I went to Seattle, I was in this dance troupe and I was, I was really bad at, I was really bad at dancing and um, we lost funding in Seattle around the same time uh, because the, I guess the, the, the taxes from uh, liquor and cigarettes used to go to public funding for the arts or something like that. And uh, around the same time that would, that affected our, our group of people. And thank God, because that group was awful. We were horrible. Um, so that the world, well, I wound up working for the best, you know, I embarrassed myself for about six months instead of a full year. And, uh, I then needed another destination and, uh, the visa took forever and I wasn't trying to go live back in Hendersonville, Tennessee, cause I just didn't like it there. So <clears throat> I almost went to Australia, but it didn't work out. Wow. Yeah, Australia would have been dope. I mean, now that I see more photos on social media of yeah. Australia, you know, but I'm glad I went to California. Um, and that's how I wound up at Bosch, man. I just kind of picked up and left, man. I had to get out. That's crazy. So you were, uh, so tell us, were you born in Hendersonville, Tennessee or what? Yeah, yeah, I was born. I was born there. Actually, my mom still lives in the same house I was born in. Wow, okay. So you were in Tennessee, then you... Uh, you got shot up to Seattle after high school or middle yeah. of high school. And then, um, then you did the dance thing. Then you were in, uh, Australia didn't work out and you ended up in Santa Cruz. Um, so how did you get to, you were just, a, were you just applying at different, uh, places to, to get to, and then both just ended up being the, the place. Yeah. Yeah. I applied yeah. to the world center like three times and they just really? kept telling me no. Um, <laughs> they were funny. just like, nah, I, I gave up on that, up <laughs> on serving in Haifa, Israel, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, for good. Okay. I gave up on that idea. For sure. But, um, <clears throat> so then how long were you in Bosch? I mean, I, that's where I met yeah, you. On and, and off for a minute, right? I mean, yeah. I was there, I was there for a full year okay. and, um, that's actually a lot happened. A lot happened for me and to me at Bosch. Yeah um intellectually you know as a as a dropout so that was kind of the place where i started actually reading like yeah. I, I, I didn't do that before you know me neither <laughs> didn't i didn't do much read. of that stuff like i read a little bit i think actually the 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 one book i read a lot before i got to bosch um was actually the the autobiography of malcolm x that was that was the one book i read on my own that i just kept reading yeah uh, besides Harry Potter and, uh, 
I haven't, okay. re- I haven't read or watched any Harry Potters, ladies and gentlemen. So you're not missing much. <laughs> um, so that, that was like, that was like, those were the books I read. I was a very weird kid. Yeah. And, um, man, I went to Bosch and I eventually just started reading everything. I seriously just like, I read every single book in that library at one point. They have a big library over there, by the way. And yeah. So- yeah. So I, I was there for like a year, a year and a half. Yeah. Um, and I wound up going to junior college in Soquel, which is right outside, right off the mountain. Yeah. And, um, I would go up every weekend and, you know, shoot the shit and hang out. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. So, so, uh, you, you ended up in Bosch for a year and a half before heading off to college. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, uh, so how did that work out? You got your, so you said you were a high school dropout. And then once you got to Bosch, I'm assuming you got your, uh, what is it? GED or how did it I work? I got my GED in Seattle. Oh, you got your GED in Seattle. Okay. Yeah. The original plan was for me to get my institute tuition in a different state in Seattle was, um, I got it there. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Um, so you got into reading and, and, uh, what what were some of the uh what were some of the chores they made you do at Bosch? <laughs> Man, we we uh we messed up a lot there. Um <laughs> they actually have all these rules. I think the the National Spiritual Assembly had meetings like every single month about us. Yeah. Um me and some of the the dudes from I think it's Fresno. Yeah. Yeah. Fresno. Um man, we were crazy. <laughs> You're crazy. We were were never, never followed the rules. I mean, you're going to take a bunch of kids who like are going to try to change themselves. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're causing all sorts of problems. (laughs) Um, I remember they, they took the fridge from one of the rooms in the lobby and ran all the extension cords down to like a closet in the basement. (laughs) And we hid all the cake and all the pie. Oh my god. So they had just ordered all this food for like everybody staying there for like a few weeks. And we did <laughs> all of it. They couldn't find they they couldn't find dessert. Oh shit, man. Damn. <laughs> That's where the dessert was, man. I was like, where's the damn pie? <laughs> it was man, it's like you can't really take the kid out of troublemaking, you know? Um, yeah. We found things to do. Yeah. Um <clears throat> it was a good old time, but we they were threatening to kick us out. Yeah. Like every week they're going to threaten you. And there's funny things about Persians, right? Persian <laughs> Baha'is. The, the funny thing about Persian Baha'is is the one thing they want you to do is just to like read the writings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And since yeah. I actually enjoyed reading the writings, yeah. like it was a legitimate understanding that I had. Yeah. Um, I would just like recite stuff I memorized and they would just keep me there. There you go. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. You, um, I remember you were um, you you were super into hip hop too at that time. Uh, you still are, and and um, you were you. I know I know you didn't want me to talk about this, but I'm going to. You said you said you were good at rhyme. I mean, you were good at rhyming and and, and spitting, and I, we, you guys would have battles with over there at times. And I was just a spectator because I, I I was the furthest away from any any. <laughs> Any yeah. rapping. I was the singer in the group, man. I was just, <laughs> I was just the one right. who was 
right, yeah, yeah. right, right. But that was fun. I, I just, I mean, I mean, it, it, that experience, I want to say that uh, during those times when we were there, I mean, I was, you, you actually, you stayed there, right? Like you would stay there for extensive periods. I, I would, I would go and come back like for different programs. Mm. Um, but I think the experience, I, I, if I can say is, you know, it, it's, it teaches you things. Does it really shape your future? It could, and it couldn't, right? Like you take values from there. You, you keep some things like reading, for example, you picked up over there and, and that's great. Like I, I picked up reading later too, not at Bosch, but, uh, mm -hmm. just through my experiences in other areas and, and, uh, fields, but, but I mean, I, the best thing I picked up there is, is, is love, right? I think I picked up love there. Um, and I was able to see that, um, people, people can come to one place and, and there's almost, I mean, for me anyway, it was very little judgment, right? It was just, it was like, be, you were who you were and, and, and they took you in, even if you cause shit and cause trouble and stuff like they, they gave, they gave you chances, right? They gave you chances, but um for me in hindsight i thought that was uh that was the special part for me what was what was it for you like your experience just overall from bosch um you know my opinions have, have changed a lot over the years yeah and that's okay bosch bosch didn't really prepare anybody for the real world like True it, that yeah it, i i, I it, get it, that i think it's a, it's a disservice in a way. Um, but I'd be lying if I said like the, you know, I'm not an active Baha'i anymore. Right. Uh, just throw that out. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not active anymore, but yeah. it, you know, I would be lying if I said that, you know, the faith didn't save my life a couple of times, you know? Yeah. So I, I think that, um, it's really important to highlight that. Yeah. And, and to say that it did contribute to, you know, my intellectual growth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a, a, I still am a stubborn person, yeah. but I was, you know, I had a lot more energy then. So right. um, people know me now here to see how stubborn I am. Like I was a <laughs> lot, I had a lot more energy to be a lot more stubborn. <laughs> and um, I just kept doing what I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, which was, you know, at one point I had, I had dreams of learning uh, Arabic calligraphy and all this stuff. And I got a tutor and I tried to learn it. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a phrase um, people, people say the a platitude people throw around a lot, like life was what you make it. Yeah. But life is what makes you like, it's, mm. you can, you can do as much as you want to emulate certain characteristics and 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 you should mature and grow intellectually and physically and spiritually and all that stuff yep but you're gonna be the same awkward person you grew up as like you're just gonna be that dude and that's who you are yeah no matter how much you change in essence like you're still the same person right so man i just I get so distracted, right? I just have my head in, in multiple spaces in the clouds, right? I'm always have my hands on multiple things. Um, but Bosch gave me that space to sort of think as much as I wanted to. Yeah. You know, you ain't got nothing to do there, but like wash the dishes and take orders yeah. 
and and have fun with friends right yeah but uh really it's just like it's just your space to think and that was that was kind of where that started. I don't think I would have gotten into Berkeley if it had not been for Bosch. I mean, it, it was just it wasn't like the books, like like I, you know, it was is the people I met. Yeah. You know, I made I made friends with some people who are still mentors to this day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, House of Justice members, retired people. Hooper Dunbar was a was a big mentor of mine for years. Yeah. Uh, because I served there, because I yeah. lived there. And Hooper Dunbar is like one of the last academics of his kind. You know? Yeah. If you look at look at the we won't get into the administration stuff like right, that. Right, right. But he was an actor, right? <laughs> In LA. And and he's taught the faith all over the world. Yeah. And he's still alive and still traveling and still talking and still giving speeches and talks. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, um, he was a he was a he was a he was a great speaker. He was a great mentor, as you said. Um, right. But my my idea on it is, um, and and this podcast, this episode, what isn't intended to be just focusing on the faith. That was just part of our lives when we were younger, and and we right. learned from it. We took from it what we took. Um, we're now adults and and living our adult lives. Um, but yeah, I mean great speaker Hooper Dunbar was and and he still is and I think they're they're great speakers from all all backgrounds though right I mean we we, we you were you and I were just uh we were fortunate enough to meet him in person and and you know take a few notes for for life um from him mm-hmm. uh so now <clears throat> from there so you said Berkeley um where did you go from Bosch, so Bosch wrapped up, uh, and to give to give a time frame, what year are we talking here? Uh, I went to Bosch. Was it two thousand eight, two thousand seven? Probably two thousand four. Oh, you were in there earlier. That's true. Actually, you're right. Two thousand four, because I moved to Cali in two thousand late two thousand three, and then I, I yeah, and then I went to Bosch because I didn't know anybody here, so that's where I went to find people. Yeah. So that makes that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Old four, old four. We're not old though, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Pretty old, man. <laughs> We're wiser. I'll, I'll I'll say that. Um. So oh four, you you, so you did the Bosch thing from oh four to what oh five oh six. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I graduated. Cal graduated from Berkeley in probably 2011. So I went there in 2009. I see. Berkeley in about 2008 and 2009. So I was, <clears throat> I was in or around Santa Cruz that whole time. That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, and what'd you study at Berkeley? History. History. Oh, yeah. That's great. I was good at. That's good. That's good, man. Um, so history. Okay. That's cool. And so Berkeley, you get your degree there and then, and then where are you off to SoCal? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I graduated Berkeley and I hung out, hung out in the East Bay for a while. Yeah. Um, I wound up, you know, getting a job out there and, 
right out of college, um, <clears throat> I sort of, I got into some stuff after college, <laughs> you know, I got, yeah. in, I got into bad trouble <laughs> after college <laughs> okay. and uh, things started going south. I was doing a lot of the wrong things, you know, at the wrong time. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's, you know, it, it's just, it's just unfortunate, you know, some of the things that happen, you know, uh, what did what would you associate that to though if i could if i could delve a little deeper into that so you finished college right so yeah yeah but, so it's you know i just i'm just in this environment again you know what i'm saying i'm in the same environment that i was in before i left tennessee yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I put myself in that environment it's attractive you know it's fast mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um it's easily accessible yeah so um <clears throat> I was in a rough relationship at the time mm -hmm. and I wound up having a kid out of wedlock um, a couple of years, you know, after I just got done with Boach. Yeah. Um, and we eventually had to move, right? Uh, we had to move from the East Bay um, and we went to SoCal it you know in between sort of in between LA and San Diego while I was living there um and that just didn't work out the vibe there just didn't you know everything yeah. was just downhill as soon as we got there uh because yeah. everything was a surprise to everybody you know what I'm saying surprise how like uh was it was it in relation to perhaps uh jobs people around you what what, what would you associate it to Oh, it's just like, you know, my parents were like, oh, wait, you're in a relationship? Wait, you have a kid? Oh, you know yeah. What I'm yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that kind of a surprise is uh, is daunting. It. And yeah, especially yeah. when like the families don't mesh and like all this stuff happens. Yeah. It's uh that's tricky, yeah. It's it's just really hairy, you know. It's <laughs> it's not, you know, the only good thing that came out of that whole situation was my daughter. Okay. And uh, that's pretty much it, you know, yeah. and, and we moved, we moved from SoCal to Tennessee after Micah was born, my daughter, Micah. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a beautiful name, by the way. Thanks. Mm -hmm. uh, so we moved to Tennessee, moved in with my mom and stuff and tried to make things work. It didn't work. Didn't work. And, yeah. uh, I'm here and they're in Hawaii. Wow. Yeah. Very so, opposite coasts on the, as far as that's concerned. Yeah, yeah. So it's difficult. You know, it's... Um, yeah, the time difference, too. That's six hours, huh? Six hours difference. Yeah, no, no. It's difficult to even, you know, have a relationship. Yeah. I think that, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know, in the past, I grew up in a very... Man, I grew up in the house I grew up in. Mm -hmm. But in the community as a whole, um, it was just assumed, like... You love somebody, have a kid, it works out. You know right. what I'm saying? Right, right. Uh, no, it doesn't work out like that at all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the first thing I tell somebody when they're getting ready to have a kid is I tell them to save, save their money, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and man. protect yourself. You know what I'm I, saying? I, I get it, man. I, I'm, I mean, I've been married now, what, uh, coming up on six years here. And, right. And right. We're, we're both like, both my wife and I are like, we, we always get nervous, man. When we we start thinking about it, we're like, ah, 
Oh man, it's great. It's great. You guys got a, you guys have a foundation. It's solid. <laughs> I mean, this is like, you're not ready for a kid until it comes. So yeah, man. And they say you're never ready, right? Even when it, when it comes, they no, say you're not ready. Yeah. Never ready. Never. <laughs> so, so, man, um, so you had, okay. So, so this, okay. So the, um, so Micah's, I'm assuming is in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, okay. So now, um, so you moved to Tennessee, uh, w the plan was to just move in with the family, with your family. And then, uh, figured in Tennessee. Yeah. 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 It's and cheap. Then, oh yeah. Well, that's for sure. Yeah. Actually, my wife is from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, coincidentally, she was, she was born there. Oh, no way. Probably one of the few persons who's born in Nashville, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so she, um, or, um, so you moved up, so you moved to Tennessee, things didn't work out, you stayed. Um, mm -hmm. and so now we're talking what, probably what, what year are we talking now as far as like timeline? Cause I want, I want to, I want to segue into you, you, that was like 2015, 2000, 2015 is when they were living on another coast. Gotcha. Gotcha. So okay. then. At what year? So, at this point, what were you doing as far as um, were you pursuing a job in, in history? Since that's what you no 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 no. Which was uh, as soon as I graduated college and I I went ahead and did whatever I wanted to do. It's out it's out the door, man. <laughs> okay. Like so if I was going to go to yeah, grad yeah. school, it should have it should have happened then. Like that was my track, right? Right. Was, right. I'm a, I'm gonna be a lawyer. You know. What oh, I'm saying? that's what you want. Okay. Yeah, because okay. you know money so <laughs> right, right. that was my track but it didn't work out like that because i i just didn't get serious at all about yeah, yeah. college again well there's uh, a reason for that too right i mean I, if everybody was to just become a lawyer then you know nobody would make money <laughs> it's not my personality like i'm saying like i'm yeah I'm, you know you can't i couldn't really change essentially who i was you know i gotta have my hands on stuff and do things yeah i get you i got you man so then what, so what, what were you dabbling in before you discovered, um, uh, you know, men's fitness and men's physique? Well, the reason I got into it is because it's really the only thing that kept me sober. Oh, um, man. you know, like everything else didn't, I see you can, you can espouse certain values. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, like drugs feel good. Liquor yeah. tastes good. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> I know the kind of uh, damage it caused, you know what I'm saying? At the time I was just, like living with no consequences or thinking that, you know, this is my own life. I can mess it up if I want to. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the years of, uh, of trouble it put my family through is insane. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> it's just like when I think of them, some of the things I did and they're still like kicking it with me. I'm like, yo, you guys must really love me. <laughs> it was, uh, it's crazy, man. Um, there's always something that, that doesn't require every other sort of Avenue doesn't require you to eat healthy every day. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't. Um, and I'd always been active. Like I wasn't really that great in sports as a kid, but, um, I was always going to the gym, like no matter what throughout, throughout my life. So, uh, 
I started just going to group fitness gyms and stuff when they yeah. left and I had to do something that took the urge to do something that away. Yeah. And, uh, I found you were, hurt, you were hurting. T- so, I mean, there was hurt there, of course. The- oh man, there's, there's crazy anxiety, man. It's, it's yeah. nuts. Like, yeah. you know, the, the old Max didn't have this kind of anxiety. You know, I, I have to, I have to, um, get up and make a plan for the day. I have to stay focused. Right. I, I, I can um, relate. I can relate with that. Anxiety, right. mental health is huge, man. I mean, something you, they don't really talk to you about at those. <laughs> no, in life in general. <laughs> in like, life in general, that's true. And now, like everybody with a social media account thinks they're a therapist. It's, it's yeah, like yeah. the opposite end of the spectrum. It's yeah. it's insane because yeah. uh, you have to take action. Like you yeah. have to do something like physically. Yeah. Like you have to just do it and like take stuff out of your head, and. uh, you know, if I was like, in, if I was really good or inclined musically, it'd be music. Yeah. But um, it's always been just like in your face kind of energy. Yeah. Uh, I joined a, a kickboxing gym first. Yeah. That had weights, and uh, started kickboxing. I did a couple years of Muay Thai, like like serious technical Muay Thai. Uh, there's a coach who lives here in Nashville, who's who grew up fighting in Thailand, and um, I would do classes one-on-ones with him weekly for like years because I had no idea what to do. I had no yeah, idea. What to think. Yeah. So I, uh, I worked with him and I came from like not being coordinated to him actually allowing me to do fights. Uh, the fights didn't work out. Um, and honestly, like my whole image process and the whole thing in my head about, about looking a certain way and and having a certain muscle density that's always been like the biggest part of this whole picture okay so i started lifting uh i kept getting injured Mm. um and i found a good strength coach and i found a good then i you know i found a good coach for for bodybuilding so I'm a, I'm a men's physique competitor, man. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's what people know me as mostly. Cause I don't really go in depth. Like we've been going in depth, you know, I don't yeah. do that anymore. I yeah. just, it's like, you don't have time anymore. You know, you got to wake up, you got to do something and then you got to eat and then you go to bed. Right. So, so you, you can only focus on certain things and the more energy you put into thinking about other stuff, um, you're not getting anything else done. You're not getting, you know, your objectives completed. I get you, man. In a way you've simplified it, man. You simplified your life into just, you just put put all your focus on what you can control. Yes. 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 I have an addictive personality to say the least. And, um, it is like, I wasn't inclined to be a good men's physique competitor. I don't have the genetics for it. People are way better genetics than me. Yeah. But um, I've been working at it so hard and people only see a fraction of that. Mm-hmm. And that's really what anybody ever sees, really. They only see a, a minuscule amount of the work that you're doing. Yeah. But um, man, when, when things really hit the fan, you know, in 2016 or whatever it was, yeah. like, yo, I was not good. I was not good mentally at all. I wasn't. 
I was, I was very not good. And, uh, I would force myself to go to the gym, like eating cans of tuna in the car and an apple. Um, and there was times that I was, I was taking the bus to work, coming back, going to the gym, eating whatever I could. And that was like, okay, like, I really like working out. This is kind of me not knowing what I'm doing, practicing that. Right. And then, um, I got good coaches for lifting starting around 2017, 2018, um, working with a barbell strength coach. And, uh, and then, you know, when I, I found out my niche could be men's physique, right? Yeah. 36 now I'm going to be in May. So, I mean, you're, you're, uh, you know, your glory years, I guess, in, in bodybuilding and open bodybuilding, like the real big dudes, like, you know, early 40s, mid 40s is your retirement, I guess, 50. Okay. You know, there's okay. a couple of competitors that are older that retire. Yeah. Um, as the muscle continues to mature, like, you know, you, you just eat a lot of food and, and take drugs and, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. weights. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So, um, it's, it's been the only thing that's gotten me to be healthy and to take things out. Right. Like if you want to, I'm a person of extremes, so I have to, you know, I was thinking to myself, I gotta stop drinking. Yeah. Like I gotta stop. It's not like, it's not like an occasional drink. Like I have occasional drink with friends, but then I go drink by myself. Yeah. 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 I, I gotta take this out. Um, and you know, if if you're gonna look good all the time, or you're gonna you're gonna keep growing every improvement season, and and you're gonna get better and do better, you you know, touching alcohol really isn't it hinders the the recovery process most of the time. Yeah, well, there's calories, and that's probably like <laughs> the calories just from it alone. I'm sure. Are, are... It's sometimes it's not really the calories; it's the um, <clears throat> It's alcohol itself, and and some of it has a lot of sugar in it. Okay, and that process slows down recovery. Yeah, um, you know, I know, I know, power lifters that take a tequila shot before they lift. You know, wow, because uh, it spikes test levels a little bit. Wow. Um, <clears throat> but for me, I mean, the way I have to do it, yeah, like I just I got to stay away from it. You know, yeah. So um, I use it as an excuse not to do it that's good man and i i it seems based on what you're telling me is you you uh took that addiction or love you had for alcohol um and you replaced it with with uh men's physique yeah i mean once you found your niche i mean that's that's probably like a huge highlight i mean not probably definitely a huge highlight in your life in the past few years because figuring out what to aim for and and that goal right once yeah. you fi- once you figured out your lane now you're like all right fuck all else right i'm gonna go for it i'm just gonna yeah. do this no, yeah and I, and I have i have appreciation for things everybody is doing you know yeah but when it comes to this you know having to get on stage and present something um you gotta you know you have genetics that nobody else has yeah so yeah. you gotta play to those um I love, I love strength training. I love 
subversive barbell, you know, you know, hard lifting, but the age I started at, yeah, you know, with back tendonitis or whatever problems I got going on with my hips, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. going to be the strongest dude. I'm not. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, my genetics, my, my very long muscles, skinny legs, <laughs> skinny. I skinny remember legs. those. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not just not going to jump into, into classic physique or, or yeah. definitely not, you know, going to jump into that when I, you know, I got, I, I keep training legs and I keep just, you know, gaining weight on my upper body. I got you. So got it's, you. yeah. So it's, it's definitely like, I saw that, you know, just from my first few shows, um, the reception was great and people saw that I was really serious about this. I think at one point when I was, when I knew I wanted to do something athletic as like my main focus, um, my family was against it because there's no money in it. You spend your own money until you find sponsors. Yeah. But you got to get good in order to get sponsors. Of course. Like everybody wants a sponsor. Yeah. So it was just a lot of doubt from everybody around me, sometimes myself. And I was like, you're not going to be good at this. Yeah. And uh, the opposite happened. Um, in two years, I almost turned pro. So last year, I did a show in Pittsburgh. And, uh, uh, the, the master's category starts at 35 okay. and it's like a 35 to 38 or whatever they had the category age groups. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you can still get your pro card within that age group. Yeah. And, uh, I was like a point off. Damn. And, it, and the reason like you were showing me the photos yeah. that you were going to share. Yeah. Um, what I want is because that's how, why I didn't get my pro card. Right is because I didn't open up when I always open up in practice and my shorts, I thought they worked and, you know, I I filled up on carbs, like right before I hit the stage and the night before I just, I depleted myself and then I just filled up on all these really nice sugary carbs and everything sort of got a little tighter and the the shorts that were fitting pretty good. Like they were just like, my legs just kind of like, took that off yeah 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 uh so they you know the first thing you know i got my feedback from the judges the judges said like your stance and your shorts damn front stance and i'm a shorts so but in two years man in two years of competing um it was a it was a covid show and i know a lot of if i doubt someone from you know bodybuilding is going to be watching this right now but (laughs) if they are um you know, I know a lot of people say there were COVID shows, but it's kind of, kind of got to throw that, that out the window because the reason I love, the, one of the reasons I love this sport so much is, is it's, it's still underground, no matter how popularized it is on Instagram. I see. It's still yeah. underground. Like there's no, you know, there's no WNBA or NBA of this stuff. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know, people become real estate investors so they can bodybuild full time. Right you know um so there's a very it's a very cultish following in a sense and uh everybody who wanted to make excuses to not compete or like it's too hard financially this year 
Um, some of us were blessed with sponsorships. Some of us were blessed with the fact that we could afford it financially. And so we took all that, you know, everybody was masking up and not going anywhere. Like I have to go to the gym. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you want the sponsorship, you got to do the work. Yeah. So, um, that was a, a huge learning process for me because, um, you know, dealing with anxiety and then dealing yeah. with that kind of pressure on top of it, yeah. it doesn't really make a, like your mood is not the, the best. Right. Say that, right? I bet. I bet. I, I was an asshole like 95% of the time, you know, and just like not trying to be an asshole, but just like crippling anxiety and then all this stuff. So... <clears throat> I, I was lucky enough just to have people who are tough enough to deal with that. Wow. You know, who, who let me know like, Hey dude, if you're going to keep acting like this, like I'm not going to stick around. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, either they stick around or they don't. And they, they see a really good side of you. You know, they see like the intelligent, like mischievous, like um, hopeful person that I used to be. <laughs> um into this just like machine right like you gotta punch in this is i don't care how tired you are you have to go right yeah like you're going through court right now you gotta go right right. in a car accident you gotta go like it's just it's insane sometimes but that built that discipline you needed right i think it seems that's that it took it took you to go through those lows to to figure out that yeah, this is this is the norm. I got it. If I want to do this, I can't bitch about it. That's exactly right. And I yeah. think that um, that's a really good point, because that's an ingredient to being successful in this industry, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and I've only been in it a couple of years. But one of the things I've taken from it is that some of the some of the, be- the best competitors and, and best people I know have gone through a lot of crap. They've, they've experienced a lot of hardships, not self-inflicted hardships, not like my life was bad because I made bad decisions, but like this should happen to me. And this is how I took all that negativity and used it in the gym. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. That can be dangerous though. What can it, if, if you're, if you're not careful, like in the gym, I'm no, saying no. At, as this far- point, at this point, you know how to lift, right? Like, okay, 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 like okay. all that other stuff is gone. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. My my conditioning with weight is different than somebody else's. I see. I see. You know? Yeah. So your body, your body just adapts. I mean, if you if you put it through enough pain, it'll just adapt and it yeah. recovers and you just go again, no matter how you're feeling, you just get it in. Yeah. Um it takes a certain personality and it takes that adjustment to hardship and tribulation. Like you don't you need genetics in order to like, you know, go to the top of this industry. But, but I'm, I'm not talking about like photos and music video opportunities. I'm talking about uh, shows. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. it is so popularized on Instagram that people think that it, influencers are always going to be com- good competitors. <laughs> right. and, and, and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. You know, more times than not, it doesn't work out because there's no such thing as like someone 
who's a champ like 35, 40 weeks out, 10 weeks out from a show. Yeah. Every day matters and you got to execute every day. I got um, you. So it takes that ability, that drive, like you don't need to be well-groomed for this stuff. You know, if yeah. you have the personality where it's like, you know, someone bumps you a little bit or, or life knocks you down, like you just get back up and work harder. Yeah then you can do this sport. Yeah. It takes mental humility, I think as well. Right. It takes that, it takes that, uh, I mean, you, you can explain it better, I'm sure. But as when you were going through those moments where the trainers were telling you, bro, you know, we don't have to be here if you're going to act like that. Um, and obviously they stuck it out. They saw the value in your, in your mental, uh, discipline that was building or even you already had, um, and they, sh they saw your hunger. Um, mm. I mean, a combination of all of that as well, let them to, to stick it out. And so now with that, did you get to a point where you were like, all right, I don't have to be an asshole. I can be nice. Did you get to that point? <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> I think, I think asshole is a relative term. Yeah. I think if you're going out of your way to be rude, but you know, I don't, I don't like mollycoddle people anymore. You know, <laughs> yeah. like the old, the old days where everybody was just like nice, kissy, kissy, like that yeah. ended a long time ago. Yeah. 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 Um, I respect everybody who's like, honestly doing their job. Right. And not, you know, trying to popularize it before they start to see a lot of development. Mm -hmm. um, I would much rather people do this for the need to do it. than the attraction yeah um but you know to each his own everybody has a reason to do something and i'm i'm really happy to see people put their health first primarily i'm just that's the most important thing is your your physical and mental health yeah um and if if you're gonna do this sport then you should you know plug in and do it and and get out of your own way yeah you know, it's, it's, it's really, I'm really blessed to have like good coach and good teams and a few good people around me who are like very good examples of that. Because um, if you, if you can be a good example of that kind of fortitude and discipline in this sport, um, then, you know, that's just kind of who you are. Cause this is in addition to everything else going on in life. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's yeah. not like we don't get paid and not have a job. Right. So that's cool, man. Um, and how does it, how does it work with the, with the building up to an event or to a competition? Are you, are you the, are you one, uh, that has everybody on your team training you or is there multiple people train, uh, competing with you? That okay. Are on yeah. There's, there's, <clears throat> so usually the, the structures of teams usually have like some, some people have multiple coaches okay. for the size of their team. There are some coaches who are, uh, you know, for the very commonly known and popular in the U S and in the world because of the, the athletes they produced. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's just one person. My okay. coach is just one guy, you know, yep. I used to plant some coaches have, someone for female posing and someone for men's posing and, yeah. you know, someone for subs or 
I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they build it out. Yeah. But um, no, my coach is, is really good at, at, uh, at what he does. Yeah, you know, yeah. he, he knows posing for, you know, men's physique and bikini and bodybuilding and, you know, uh, all, all like the different classes in bodybuilding. Or, I see. Yeah. So it's um, it's it's a it's an interesting development because I feel like I was so I was just so focused on on doing certain things early in my life. You know, like yeah. I fell in love with everything I was doing at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, ah, oh, like you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna play college basketball. That definitely didn't work out. I didn't even make it through JV. Yeah. Uh, then it was, oh shit, I'm gonna be a rapper, you know, because yeah. all I do is listen to rap music. I definitely didn't work out. <laughs> I did a, I did a few competitions or open mics in, in the Bay, and you know, it, it stopped. Yeah. Um. And you know, I've 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 wrestled with the idea of of, of writing books, you know. Mm-hmm. I was actually at one point I was like in the middle of writing um some history that I was writing. And yeah. and uh I was just like shut that down. Yeah. Cause I always see myself like getting up and trying to be physical and you know, be active. That's the common thread through all of your uh adult life, it looks like. You you always enjoyed that part. I always I was always doing it. You know, yeah. I yeah. always I was I always taking my shirt off. And it's really weird, but I was always like, if there was an opportunity to take my shirt off when I was a kid, I was like out the door. I was like, Oh, I can't, I can't go to Kroger without a shirt on. <laughs> yeah, I was that kid, you yeah. know? Yeah. I loved, I loved, I thought I looked so jacked. Yeah. You know what I'm like yeah. skinny, no shoulders. Like I thought I was just like, I had abs. I was beautiful. Yeah. That's um, great. Yeah. No, but that's good, man. I, it's it's always. I mean, I, my experience is similar. You know, it's not not even close as far as uh, uh, being in the gym, the, uh, but as far as needing to speak and needing to entertain, right? I I I can relate in that sense because I also, you know, I was in a touring band in my. Uh, early 20s right 20 21 22 up to 24 and i thought i was like oh shit we got it man a bunch of tw-. like we're all young 20 year olds we're you know we're touring uh we're touring northern california and i thought like you know i i got in my own head right but then uh what i hadn't learned was the discipline what i hadn't learned was what i needed to do to maintain that and what i had to do to make that grow the right way the humble way for me Right. I wasn't listening. I was just, I was just like, go, 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 go. Uh, I was, I was flipping out on my bandmates cause they were late and shit when I was like, but all I had to do was adjust. Anyway, we're all good friends still. We're like brothers still, you know, but so that, that band, uh, you know, went on hiatus permanently, <laughs> but then, um, after that, and I, I went through my own journey of figuring figuring out because i thought i had it figured out uh as far as like yeah this is what i need to do i'm a performer and it wasn't true that's just my that was my 
first door in to to entertainment right i'm not even going to say music because i prefer to be an entertainer right mm -hmm. not 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 just a musician i can do music but i can do more than that and i had to get myself to the point that we're at now where i i always like podcasts i always listen to them anyway right i always enjoy them and i always had a lot to say and i always loved learning from other people on these podcasts and mm -hmm. then i was i was like wait a minute right um what am i what am i doing i got my computer i you know i got my mic what what am i waiting on oh, by the way most of my shit that that you guys are able to hear through is because of my music days so i had everything most of the stuff i needed mm -hmm. so i was like the only thing i didn't have was up here right the clarity and so once that was clear it was go right I, and i just and i just went for it but um and 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 i and it is yeah, I, I, it did take some reminding. Like I didn't get reminded that, well, shit, I need to, I need to start to actually put in the time and needs on top of your work, just like you. Right. And, and so, um, this, this one as, as, as uh men's physique, it, it is a lot of mental grind, right? It's a lot up here that you gotta actually, you gotta, mm -hmm. you gotta keep it fresh up here. Stay, uh, stay on top of it up here. You do it no matter what. And I work out. I love exercising. As you remember back in the day, I play ball and all that, but, um, that that's my hobby. And this is my passion, right? It's like, it's like two different things for me now. I, I used yeah. to think of them as the same. No, but not, I, I realize now it's, <laughs> no, I, yeah. I think that's a really important distinction is, is hobby and passion. Yeah. You know, people think that like they come into this, environment and they think it's too aggressive mm -hmm. right and then they feel bad because they can't be that aggressive yeah or or they didn't make it through the process yeah like is it your passion or is it your hobby yeah. right yeah. could you do without this or if like this is removed from your life how crazy are you going how healthy are you yeah. how healthy is your mind like if you can remove yourself from the gym and still be mentally healthy it's not your passion. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Music was taken out of your life. How would you function? Right? Yeah, no, for sure. How I mean, I still play, I still do it. You know, I still need my music too, but that's a hobby right now. You know what I mean? I can say that and, and I don't have to fear it. I used to fear saying that. Right. Cause that was the, the pressure. Cause the pressure of like, well, shit, I studied music, right? Like all that pressure that we all go through. And and that's the key word is the, the key phrase there is we all go through this shit, man. And the older I get, I realize that because I'm like, I'm sitting here in my own head. I'm up my own ass about it. And I realize everybody around me to a certain degree has gone through some questions about their career or, or yeah. you know, I talked to Dean a few weeks ago and he was saying the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And he was saying that he had to figure it out. Right. He studied civil engineering. That yeah. wasn't what he, that, 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 he, did, he did that because, you know, that was his way. You did history, right? You like yeah. history, but it's not, it's not your passion. It's all I was good at for college. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, and, you know, it's crazy because I was reading an article. This history professor had a master's and she was making like 31K after like 17 years of working there. That's her salary. It's some of these... I was like, man, you know, I used to feel bad that I didn't get my PhD like I was supposed to, 
Uh-huh. But I'm, I'm smart enough to know that I get more money than this woman does. <laughs> so like, I didn't I put it into perspective, man. I used to put so much pressure on myself. I was like, oh, like I'm not a lawyer. Like I was supposed to be, Yeah. you know, I, this yeah. kid came out of nowhere and became a lawyer. Yeah. That would be crazy. Yeah. Um, and now I just don't. But the key there though, is you would do this shit for free. You know what I mean? That's 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 the key word is you would you would do men's you would you would bodybuild yeah, for free. Exactly. And that's the point. And that's where I knew that was my clarity is I can I can sit down here and I don't need to have one audience mem- one member to watch this shit. I can do I can sit down and no, do no, it. no 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 no. Yeah. No. I yeah. think yeah if if you do, if you wind up doing it for attention that's when your feelings start getting hurt. That's right. Yeah. If, you can't if, worry about that, man. That's all anything, fake. yes exactly in music and bodybuilding like if you do this shit to be seen people are not gonna look at you bro like some people don't even like arnold schwarzenegger you know (laughs) yeah yeah if if there's five people in the whole world that don't like arnold schwarzenegger they definitely don't like your ass so it's (laughs) it's it's really important you know what i'm saying (laughs) some people don't like muhammad ali some people don't know who muhammad ali is yeah it's true. You know, one of the best athletes in modern history. And I'd argue he had one of the best. Minds. They're going to care true. about your lat spread. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care. I promise you. <laughs> Five people care about it. And if you're shitty to four of them, they're never going to talk to you again. Yeah. So it's that. It's, that's it's like, you got to focus. You got to put your focus on you. That ultimately is all that matters. Shit, if you need this shit, if you need music, to to function healthy you gotta you gotta play some fucking music man you better play music yeah you better start playing yeah oh absolutely man and 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 when you were saying you enjoy seeing people do what they do earlier that that that's true for me too man i i i feel that because i am not a fan of fishing or anything like that but my one of my cousins right Mm. that's that's his passion he'll do that for free he's got a food truck out here right now. And, and, you know, I could see it. He needs, he needs, he needs to get away from doing that grind. Even if he just, he likes cooking. He doesn't like just cooking though. You know what I mean? He doesn't like cooking as the all everyday thing. Right. And I, and I purposely got him a trip to go deep sea fishing. And he would, like, I saw his eyes. He was like, like in the midst of all that, you know like stress and bullshit he like i saw him he was like oh you did that like he he switched i saw that right and 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 i know i can say that about him because he's my brother i grew up with him i know him right Mm -hmm. he's my he's my cousin super cousin actually from both sides so um we have very similar genetics but i enjoy fishing because of him because i see that his shit is like it's addicting, like seeing him, how he, he's free and, and, and people who, who, who just grind at their shit, they, they understand that. You know what I mean? So just like you, I know you get what I'm saying. So people who are listening, who, who are just, who are, who are working hard because it's their passion. They, they understand it. And, and I wish that everybody had that. And that's the hard part, right? You know, and and that's where I I feel bad because it, people who who lack f- figuring that shit out, their passion. Um, I see that you know they they kind of feel lost at times, and they feel like they don't 
they don't exactly know where to go. You know, even if they're making the money, right? Even if they're making the millions or whatever. Money's not. Money's Money's, not. Man, like... (laughs) <laughs> not it's it's definitely not we've seen we've seen some great minds lose their life to suicide robin you know? williams was a great example of that he was, he was the the funniest man on earth the funniest man on earth today if he was alive i know you know you talking and talented about, too not talking just about funny. dave yeah. Chappelle. we talking about yeah you know all these great minds um in comedy like robin williams was like one of the godfathers Man. of just comedy of just comedy as a whole. Yeah. Right. And when he took his life. Yeah. That, that, that shocked me, man. I, I mean, just, I just don't know. Yeah. Like, like when, yeah. when do you lose it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a, that's like a 10 year process. Yeah. 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 I mean, some people think it's immediate, like, he did himself out of nowhere. No, like, oh man, like. Well, there's it, a documentary um, on his life. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched it. Yeah, they talk about how he didn't want to do it, bro. He didn't want to do it. His mind, like, he had a condition. I can't remember the name. Um, for people who've seen his documentary, get uh, come inside my mind. I think it's called. Mm. It's it it breaks it down at the end. Like, it 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 was almost paralyzing. Like he couldn't. I mean, he fucking choked himself. Like who, you know what I mean? There's easier ways to do it. You know what I mean? That's what like, I'm saying. It's, it's not um, like, even if it wasn't of his will, I don't think anybody really wants to do it. I think it's yeah, a very hard yeah, thing to think about. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't think anybody really wants to do it. Yeah. I think that. Yeah, it's true. We just, we just don't know what that life's, uh, what that life's like. Maybe, maybe a, maybe a little bit, but not quite to that point. Of it's just, um, you know, when does the mind start to go and to make you think that that's something that you need to contemplate, right? Ah, uh, man, yeah. Or you need to take into action. I don't know, man. I'm not trying to darken the mood. No, this, for sure. This this shit's just it's it's interesting to me because because uh, like Anthony Bourdain, you know? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like. like man for real yeah i mean how how bad was how bad does your private life gotta be for how long yeah it's so true man you know uh it's it all the 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 common thread through all of our top conversation that we've been having is is mental health And, and it's it's so so freaking huge man more than physical health i'll even say because because I mean, it's all related to me. Ultimately, I, I work out for my mental health. When I was younger, I thought I was doing it for my physical health. Right. But I started realizing I'm exercising. I, I play ball. I shoot hoops because it lets me pick, pick up the rest of my day. You know what I mean? It, it lets me like, cause I've done it when I haven't touched a basketball for a year and it was probably, I gained like 45 pounds. I was, you know, I was like eating everything that was in front of me. I was just not happy. But then luckily, I can say, luckily, I I, I saw some some dudes hooping and, and it just reminded me, shit, man, that's what I need to do. It all started from a small injury, right? You get injured and you forget. You can forget, like, that's not the end of it, though. You know what I mean? 
mm-hmm. lot of people stop doing what they're doing that that's actually helping them up here because of an injury. Anyway, uh, I want to get back on track with um, your career here. And um, so you, you said you have goals for IFBB. Can you explain to the audience what that is? So IFBB is just, is four letters. Like you, you're part of the IFBB, become IFBB pro. Okay. And it's, um, what does it stand for? Does it stand for anything? It's a, it's the big league, basically. You know what All I'm right. saying? It's the big bodybuilding league. It's international. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, I used to, at every single stage of my fitness journey, I hate calling it fitness journey is such a trope. Um, <laughs> When I, when I wanted to work out and look cool and in tight clothes and shit, I joined, I joined a group fitness and it was like super healthy and it was great. And, um, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying, I looked up to some of these local competitors, like they were gods. Yeah. And, and, and all the Arnold's and all the best Kai green and all the best bodybuilders up here are just, are just out of my realm. I can't, you know, even, even fathom that. And uh, I knew it was getting serious when I saw what everybody's doing. And then I see all these dudes working out by themselves who are bigger, who are bigger and leaner, who knew how to move heavyweight properly. I started adding all these things up. Oh, man, they're working out alone. Mm-hmm. You know, they're at the gym at really late hours. Yeah. They're here early in the morning man, what are y'all doing? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm making friends with these kind of people. Um, and it doesn't, I mean, it also helps that middle Tennessee is like a huge area for bodybuilding and, and wow. barbell lifting and strength. Like it's, it's blowing up here. We got some awesome athletes coming out of this area. It's just wow. like, it's very, very competitive. Yeah, it is. I Every didn't know day. that. Yeah. It's because you get, you start climbing the ladder a little bit. Like if you slow down, like they're not going to slow down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's motivation seeing them. It's like, man, if I start sleeping on this stuff now, like, like I'm not going to be able to catch up to that in the future. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just kept getting deeper and deeper into that rabbit hole. Yeah. And so it became a career. Whereas like, it's not a salaried career. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know maybe you know someday i'll get those photo ops and get paid and stuff that'd be great yeah. it's a bonus that's a bonus like if it yeah. doesn't happen at least i'm training that's right yeah yeah so that's that's why it's it's what i want to do like it's yeah. no matter where i am i have to have a, a weekly gym membership if i'm traveling yeah what's the what's the cheapest gym if yeah. I'm here for 10 days, what's the cheapest gym? Yeah. There you go. Uh so so what are the uh where are you headed at with um so in the so tell everyone where where you're headed with um men's physique in the next year. Where 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 do you hope to be or where do you plan to be? Um a turning pro is like a is a big is a big dream for everybody. Yeah. You know, um but you can't really put a time frame on it. Gotcha. Just because it almost happened last yeah. year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, people still brought the heat last year. You know, yeah. it was just a smaller group of of really good looking dudes. Yeah. And um <clears throat> you know, I 
it, it helps that I'm, I look younger as a 35 year old and 36 year old and get to compete in the master's category, but everybody on stage at the pro level has good genetics to some extent. So uh, you kind of got to throw all that maybe situation, what if situation out the window Yeah, and you got to be like, this is like, you got to compete like the shows tomorrow. Like right. you got to, you got to train or eat your meals or, or do whatever you have to do. Like, like the show is in a week. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got to put it in my mind frame. Um, but I'd like to be pro in the next year. You know, I, I, I really, I hope, I hope in the next year or two, it can happen. Um, I only have so much time in this body to like, you know, put it through stuff, you know, another like five or six years, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I've always wanted to transition to classic physique. Okay. Put simply, and it's, you know, a lot of people are going to disagree, would disagree with this, but it's basically like, uh, between physique and between open bodybuilding is men's physique. Um, but everybody every year is getting bigger and more conditioned (laughs) so it's always changing um you know the competition is always changing i got you so that's kind of where i want to go i'd like to i'd like to put people on stage one day but that's like a it's like a three or five year goal yeah Yeah. so that's okay so that's the long-term more long-term plan with it that's cool man um so so now I'm assuming you listen to music when you work out, right? So Yeah. Yeah. I know you love hip hop. Um I know I know particularly uh <laughs> uh you always loved uh Andre three thousand and um I remember back in the day. And uh, and so that was more old school hip hop. Now what are what are some of your uh go to's from today's generation? as far as hip hop is concerned? I would say uh, still one of the most underrated artists that's newer is Joey Badass. Joey Badass, yeah. Yeah, Joey Badass is is um, Christ Conscious Drop. Before that, I've, I've listened to every single one of his albums, but it's, I've liked Joey Badass for a really long time. But I haven't, I haven't outgrown my old stuff. Yeah. Like your favorites are still your favorites. I've listened to like, you know, Golf Wang and Earl Sweatshirt or whatever, you know. Yeah. I've even watched interviews of Six Nine because I think he's hilarious. Just the fact that he never knows what he's saying. <laughs> but it's like I just love all of it. Like you know, I I grew up on Andre the Thousand. I grew up yeah. on the Dungeon Family, Outcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and. And the first, actually, at a Goody Mob, the first artist I really loved because I just heard Soul Food, right? Uh-huh. As soon as I heard Soul Food, I was like, who's that CeeLo Green and Cujo Goody? And those were like my guys at first. And yeah. then, you know, of course, like you listen to Goody Mob, you listen to Outkast. And this was in 92, 94, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um I listen to them like, yo, Andre Thousand, Three Stacks. Three Stacks is still one of my favorite artists. Um, but my 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 favorite rapper, um, I think, right, has been for a long time, has been uh is Black Thought out of the roots. Okay. I think I think uh Black Thought's the goat god, like people say, like, 
now you know they like look at fast rappers or or whatever who have a yeah, mixed yeah. contaminator and like nah dude this is like black dot chilling after like 20 years of defining the genre yeah yeah right i mean he set it up he set it up <laughs> set it up and he's he's leading the new shit too i mean it's like you know he don't get plays like these new artists do on spotify but yeah no one beefs no one beefs with black thought so all this stuff all this rat beef people are are hype on nobody has seriously beefed with black thought yeah. like maybe he had a small beef at one point but the, maybe the roots did at one point but nobody nobody fucks with him so yeah. three stacks black thought i like it always are always in my ears yeah man yeah so where so with that said um are you uh where are you thinking hip-hop is gonna go in the next uh five to ten years as far as uh oh man i don't is it on a trajectory up or or is it gonna stay the same i don't know it's, don't know. it's people make fun of the sound now but i don't i don't know why they make fun of the sound now because it's it's a different generation yeah, you know yeah. it's, it's their generation yeah, and yeah. It's they're just telling people what they know, you yeah. know, or maybe maybe they're lying, but they 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 have right a lot of it's hyperbole and lies. But right. um, either way, it's like if you are a, a career criminal and you're rapping as a career criminal, yeah. you know, like you're gonna get caught, and then you're gonna change, and then you're gonna have to rap different. I don't know. You you yeah, have your yeah. own. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where it's going. All I know is that it's the generation now is, is telling their story. And I'm sure like there were artists actually when Outkast came out, right. When they won their award, people thought it was going to go to the East coast or the West coast mm. beef. Yeah. And it went to Outkast. And that's exactly when people were like, oh, man, they're on some space shit, aliens. Like, this ain't cool, bro. I want to hear about big booties and blunts. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. I don't like, like, that's what I want to hear right now. And they came on a different tip and they, man, they defined that, that time period. That's true. That's very true. Be different, man. That's, that's, that's the lesson of the day. Be different. <laughs> right. So cool, man. Um, so we had some, uh, some supporters of of you and and the podcast wanting to know if you have a youtube channel or if you have any uh other than instagram and obviously i'll plug all your shit on here but if you want <laughs> and then um i don't have anything else man you just got ig yeah but hey, I'm, that, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm i'm coming out with a website in like the next year maybe so okay it depends right. how things go. It's like, this is getting back to like, what's more important. Yes. You know, yes. What are you going to put your energy into? Yes. You're going to put your energy into creating an image for yourself, or are you going to do a really good fucking job? Mm -hmm. So all people know is this, this is you as an image. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yep. I'd rather, I'd rather do that. That's right. Than, um, then try to build both at the same time. But I do, I do plan on, you know, making this make money for me in the future of course right yeah man right that's cool man 
No, that's great. And uh, by the way, everyone listening, uh, go follow Max here on it's at Matt Max Fit um, on Instagram. Uh, we had a blast talking to you and then lis- listening to your life experience and learning from what you've gone through, the lows and the highs and the mediums. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I don't want this to be the last time we talk, man. I don't want the podcast to be. Oh, no, of course you not. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've been, we've been, we've, we, we, life hit you, life hit me. And, and we kind of, you know, have been following each other on social media, but, but we've kind of been doing our own thing. And man, um, it's, it's crazy. I was thinking about it. I was like, man, you and like all these, they haven't seen me in 10 years. Yeah. Right. Easily, 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 easily over a decade. Yeah. dude. And I'm a completely different person now. Yeah, and I'm man. sure everybody's changed. Right. But it's, it's, I've, I've come, I've come to uh, talk to some people and catch up. Yeah. Um, You know, Last year, the head chef that we cooked for, Barbara Faust, passed away. Yep. She got cancer, had a brain aneurysm or something. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that, I heard about that. I took that very hard. Yeah. Like Barbara was, I was really, I loved Barbara a lot. Like I thought about her all the time. Yeah. And, uh, but it, it had me catch up with some people that were like, bro, you, like you had a, wicked memory like you what do you do now <laughs> and I, was, I was like oh like i take my clothes off and lift weights like what you like, own that shit bro you own it <laughs> i'm not i'm not the same you know I'm not the same, but it's, i got you man you're you're you got your you're comfortable now man you're comfortable being doing you and and that's that's the most important right. part and people want to People want to fuck with people like that. You know what I mean? When when you when you're when you're confident in your field or in your passions, and and you don't worry about the noise, that shit. There's something sexy about that, man. There's something like there's something. No, I'm serious because yeah. because you're not doing it for others. You're doing it for you, and that's the point, right? Right. Uh, don't do shit for others. Right. Do things because. Well, never... I mean, don't tell your wife that. <laughs> you can't be like, actually, this is my money. And I'm making this for me. <laughs> what you bring home this week? Let me clarify. I meant don't, don't <laughs> do things for you. But uh, if you got people depending on you, obviously, you got to take care of them, too. But um, no, but... you got to choose your passions because you love them. And that's I right. I think that that's you know why i stopped being active it's like there's so much of course i still love the high faith i just yeah. don't practice it right, right. i don't i don't fa- i'm not fasting like you're fasting <laughs> i'm not fasting bro i'm not active either by the way i, I oh okay uh, yeah i'm not active either so yeah i've i've i had my uh my uh i guess come come to realization on on how much of the faith i take yeah. with me you know yeah. what i mean Right. Uh, and there, there's some found, there's some fundamentals I, I keep right. And one day I want to, I want to teach to my kids because mm-hmm. the, the fundamentals are good. Right. Yeah. And, and my whole thing, and this is my take. So, you know, all people who are religious, I, I don't want you to take this and think I'm, 
this whole podcast is built around humility. So it's actually about everybody, right? This is about mm -hmm. bringing everybody. If you, if you are religious and, and you, you stick to it, I love you. Same to people who don't care for religion. It's the, the point is we're all yeah. humans first, right? So we want right. to, the right. idea is, is togetherness. And, and that's why I'm doing this shit to begin with, because I, I, I got to a point where I realized I don't have to, stay in one lane i can i can open up all the lanes and let it all come in because at the end of the day i'm learning from all of it and and that's the right. bottom line. that's the whole point so right. religion isn't for me at that level anymore but it is for many others and and hats off to them but um but yeah so you know uh, i don't fast i fasted from the age of 12 to 25 and then i was like all right i'm retiring <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it lasted. It lasted a couple years after Bosch. Yeah, you know, yeah. a few years because of peer pressure. Really, they were like, "You're fasting, right?" You I'm weren't like, doing it for you. See, you weren't doing it for you. That's the point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, as, as soon as life got hectic, I was like, "There's, I'm not doing this right now." Exactly. I, I got it. I get it, man. So anyway, man, anything else you wanna you wanna mention? Plug? Uh, talk about where you're gonna be if you're competing? Where where? when when that's coming up if you have anything like that. i'm keeping i'm keeping everything silent i mean keeping okay. everything silent this year i was i was very loud mouth last year because it was like my first road to national shows and blah 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 oh, all the all juices right. and yeah you know okay i, I respect that like hey man you need to you need to just you know not do that there you go and i saw that like some of the craziest people i know were just silent they're deadly silent yeah and, um I've found such a level of respect for that kind of stuff. So I'm trying to do that. I want to compete like maybe this at the end of the year, but I don't know, man. Like yeah. people will see the pictures when they come. You That's know what, what I was going to say, man. So for people, if you want to keep up with, with uh, Max's career uh, in, in men's physique, you're going to have to check his IG because, uh, he's focused and i don't want to change that at all so <laughs> yeah max it's been a pleasure it's been way too damn long uh we're gonna talk offline and uh i'd love to have you back uh maybe once you have competed or once you've uh reached that next milestone in your career and i wish you the best of luck and, yeah bro uh, yeah man it's been real i appreciate that man yeah thanks for thanks for having me absolutely bro take care man Yeah.